Welcome back to another episode of the Club Kayfabe Podcast. On episode 101, we go back to the Skypies. Dean Ambrose gets added to the title match. Ooh-wah! Universe debuts on NXT. The Kayfabe Food Court opens. Lana loves the Americas. Sami Zayn? Injured. Alex Riley? Injured. Sushi Pizza? Injured. All that while the New Day saves us from boredom on Raw. Plus, Facebooks, Trolls, Points or Buried, or Folded. All this and more on tonight's episode of the Club Kayfabe Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Club Kayfabe Podcast. This is 101, that's right, 101. As always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined alongside by Dan Peck. You talking to me? Yes. No, Indeed. yes, I, I am talking to you. And Chris O'Mealy. Yes, indeed. Um, so fun fact about 101. 101 is code in the theme park world for an attraction going down. So 101 is generally a bad thing. 101 well, like college is like remedial English. Yeah, it's like well, the intro intro course. You know what an attraction going down for me is is when I see a really smoking hot chick and then I see her pick up a cigarette. Uh, I thought you were going to say when she goes to the bathroom. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought you were going to say sucking dick. Did I ever tell you the story about... Uh, when she went, when she left the bathroom? Yes. Yes, yes. No, well, I didn't see her leave the bathroom. I saw her leave she the She might table still be the there. Bathroom. She the might date. still be there. But did I ever tell you the uh, the glitter story about uh, rating women on a scale of 1 to 10? Oh, my God. I think so, but tell it anyway. <laughs> so they would arbitrarily rate women on a scale of 1 to 10. And they would always throw it to me last because I was a new guy in the backseat of the car. So one time, Glitter goes, what do you think of that girl right there, brother? Just give me a scale of 1 to 10. So he goes, I'll give you till you come out or till I come out of the gas station and then you give me an answer. So I said, okay. And uh, so she was pretty cute. And I saw her light up a cigarette. <laughs> then he came back to the car. He said, so what would you think, brother? And I said, well, about an 8.5. But then she lit up a cigarette. So 7. <laughs> he goes, Oh my goodness, brother. And we had an argument with, with Justin Glory back at the training center after that I could not use the cigarette as part of what I saw. And I said, but that's what I saw. That is what I took in. And that was no, I, to me. I, dis- I disagree with that. I think you absolutely can use the cigarette. I disagree. I disagree with everyone. She should have went down to a five. <laughs> Remember the advice that Lois gave Chris on Family Guy? Remember to find a smoker. If she smokes, she pokes. Great advice. But yeah, um, so guys, we want to thank you for tuning into 101. And uh, we are returning to our roots a little bit here because we are not on the Google Hangouts. We're recording via Skype. Skype. Which means fuck you, live listeners. <laughs> oh, Dan, jeez. Right in the live yeah. listening hole. Sa- sorry you guys cannot listen live. We apologize for that. But it, it is for the betterment of the show because we want to put some bells and some whistles. Unfortunately, well, racist actually, Vince no, also... there's no more bells now. <laughs> Unfortunately, racist disabled Vince it. We'll now have to find say... something. Ding dong. Whenever he comes. Find, like in. a cowbell or something to ring. <laughs> or he can just do what he used to do and just barge in whenever he felt like. <laughs> Which he he kinda did even when the doorbell was working. Yeah, sometimes so... he'd run past the doorbell. Yeah. All right, so a lot of cool stuff happened. I ended up with 13 notes as opposed to 10, and I was like, oh, damn. But I can't 
we, we can't break the gimmick that easily. So I'm going to quickly mention three little things that happened this week that were kind of cool. We'll discuss them in passing, and then we'll do the official top ten. First off, Lana Fondangode on Raw, and it was awesome. I don't know if Pat got that on his version. Oh, yeah, I did. I okay, that. cool. So that was cool, and she's officially face now while Rusev is heel, and I like that dynamic. Apparently um, Rusev's been losing all his matches on live shows lately. <laughs> yep. That's what happens when <laughs> your manager turns face. So he's going to be Fandango in a year anyway. So he'll finally, so he'll go through a year of complete obscurity and then all of a sudden become popular again. Yeah, yeah, of and course. He'll go, he'll go back. You know, he'll he'll bring the uh, gold star back, or he'll bring the Russian flag back, just like Fandango brought back the dancing. And once again, everything that he's doing and everything Cena's is doing is more interesting than the match they're going to have at Payback. We're going to talk a little bit more about oh, Cena's side of that. The, the I Quip match, yes, just when Miner wins. I would love that. In fact. Pat, yeah. for uh, if uh, if Scotty's wrestling promotion takes off, you and you and I are feuding. Can we please do an I Quit match? Sure, sure, we can do an I Quit. Match. I expect money because this is my idea. <laughs> I expect you to sit there in North Carolina wait, and shut your mouth. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> wait, you expect money in independent wrestling? Wow, you you don't get the business at all, Dan. Do you? Okay, can you please mail me a slice of pizza? Maybe a hot dog. I, I will mail you a hot dog and a handshake. Okay. <laughs> I will FedEx that overnight. But at least the hot dog is still kind of fresh. Well, it's probably as fresh as it was when it got sent. Probably. Um, another thing, speaking of face and heel turns, Eric Rowan turned heel on SmackDown. And that's a good thing because he's going nowhere as a baby face. And reuniting with Luke Harper... Even getting the Wyatt family back together right now would actually benefit everybody involved. Well, so, yeah, they really dropped the ball after the fired thing, right? They came back with some steam, and then all of a sudden they're like, uh, Dolph, we'll still use you, and Luke, and, maybe. Yeah. Ryback, you do things and just yeah. forget that you uh, were ever fired. And Rowan, you're not in a big show stare match. Why don't you that, wear this stuff still? So. Yeah, and that's what... That's what kind of angers me about all of these authority storylines is that they always drop the ball. Guess who's back next week? Of course, so more balls will get dropped. Hunter and Steph will be back next yeah. week. Well, and then, you know, <laughs> dropping storylines is best for business. And then, you guys, get this. I actually have something in TNA I want to talk about. <laughs> okay. Yeah, two returns happened. On oh, I we were going to talk about MVP dropping the N-bomb. <laughs> Oh, no, I did not see that, and that's awesome if that really happened. Uh, Bully Ray and Velvet Sky both returned to to Impact. Oh, wow. And I, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of surprised because both of them were kind kind of left abruptly in like a, you know, we need, we need to get away from this place kind of way. And with them basically all but being canceled on Destination America, it's surprising that they went back in the first place. Wait, they're really they, they, were li- they were live last night. They're all yeah. ready to be canceled on Destination America. Destination America has already said they're not resi- they're not going to resign the contract. They're going to resign the contract, not resign the contract. Uh, yes, yes. Oh my God, there's a throwback. All right, so let's let's kick it off, guys, with the actual top ten. Number ten. So how about uh, New Day getting over this week? Oh my God, I love New Day. Um, actually. Where I stopped watching SmackDown is the big tag match between New Day 
Cesaro Kid and Ryback, and I'm I'm actually hyped to see that match. I think everything the New Day is doing is great, and I love that they're yeah. involved in the main eventer guys segment. And I like how they really never went official with the whole Cesaro Kid face turn, even though it's been obvious for a while, and that kind of cemented it. Not face. Yeah, exactly. Well, that this cemented it though because they, they have not been face. What? As soon as they did that six man tag. And they're like, they're going to have a mystery partner. I'm like, whoever that partner is will determine officially who they are. And it's going to be a baby face, and that's going to be the official, official turn. Instead of just this, we're kind of tweeners right now because you guys all hate New Day, <laughs> which is exactly what it has been. No, it's cool. I'm glad because I think Cesaro is going to, I think he's going to reap the benefits of this, more so even than Kid. But um, New Day is really, they've taken that gimmick and... Like I said, I've been a fan of New Day since since the start, before the heel turn even happened. But I'm so glad these guys are are taking off and they're they getting noticed. They found their niche. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. They found exactly what they were looking for, and it's it's perfect what Dude, they're doing. Big Evangelist finally works like as a heel like this, where he's like, "You need to clap for us." That that's perfect. He found yeah exactly. They found the niche they fit in, and now that character that was fighting Rusev where he's like i love america like the the promos now with that voice makes sense right cuz it, it's it's an act that works better as a heel right and they're getting over now because they are heel and they're only getting over because they're embracing the fact that the audience turned on them which i got to give a lot of credit to because a lot of the times when that happens they just abandon the project right but they're they're doing the um they're doing the honky tonk man with this one you remember back in the day honky was getting booed as a baby so instead of just ending it which is what they always did they let him turn heel and he would mistake all the boos in the audience for cheers and look what ended up happening longest reigning intercontinental champion i mean and the rock that was another similar thing uh but kofi has been faced for so long that i'm glad he's finally getting to be a heel character because we really haven't (laughs) seen that side of him yet (laughs) i like his little bobs in his hair to get cheap heat which oh I think yeah is hilarious. yeah his little pigtails yeah and that's good stuff that's cheap heat but it works all right then uh number nine number nine this is n bex t and let's talk about how awesome this Sasha Banks Becky Lynch match is going to be. They built it up with a contract signing and they've been building it up with these awesome Becky Lynch promo videos all about her history. And she got, she worried me a little bit cause she kind of reverted back to that baby face character where it's like, love me because of how hard I worked for this kind of thing. But then she kept her regular personality going like her Sasha personality at right at the end of that segment. So she kind of kept I don't really know what I want to say about that. Like she kind of kept herself from her heel tactics, but directed it towards Sasha. Because gotcha. Sasha's the heel. Because she refuses to sign things. She uses a stamp. Yeah, God forbid she does something in character. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this women's match more so. Even though... We're getting some decent women character development on Raw and SmackDown. I'm looking forward to this match more than I am anything Naomi does with the Bellas. Not oh. that I'm not looking forward to that, but I think this will be a better match. A, a small backtrack to number 10. Can I can I tell you how furious... Are you sure, are you sure Vince is going to be okay with that? I, I, 
I'm pretty sure he's going to be okay with that. I'm sure he's got something to say later in the program. Oh, boy. Uh, wait till he hears about MVP. Um, but anyway, I, I think... Can, can I explain how furious I was with Randy Orton and Roman Reigns in the ring cutting one of the worst back-and-forths that I've seen in recent history? It was just so uncomfortable putting these two guys out there. Randy, who's been in the business how long now? Um exactly well you think that's a good idea come to think it's been around for nearly 13 do. years Rand, okay. you know what <laughs> to be fair though randy is making roman reigns come off like the rock when they have promo battles i don't know about that that that's one scary rock when the new day's music hit i i legit popped i was like yes yeah, is gonna be great now <laughs> vince popped too all right, uh, number eight. Number eight. So it's kind of a small thing, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, we've had two matches this week, one on Raw, one on SmackDown, with different results. But they ran two tag matches between King Barrett and Sheamus versus Dolph Ziggler and Neville. Both of them were awesome. They weren't your typical, like, really long story-driven matches. They were exactly what they needed to do. They were... they got across exactly what they needed. They furthered two feuds, and they flipped the re- the decisions on each one. Heels went over on Raw, faces went over on SmackDown, so you got something different, and you got the development you needed. And this was after an awesome Barrett promo with Jerry Lawler, which pretty much got the whole concept of King of the Ring over more than it has been. So oh, dude, It feels kind of dead to me. It, it really, the, the King of the Ring, uh, I guess the fact that they decide, hey, we're going to do this, the night after whatever extreme rules i don't know it just feels kind of like a, a real quick way to get him an accolade kind of and i don't i don't buy the king barrett no thing. no no it's it's wade barrett not not russo <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> good point he's already um, got an accolade and a gold although star I, although i just saw, saw an interview with and i can't remember who said this but the whole reason king of the ring went away is because vince just doesn't like tournaments. He doesn't see them as believable. So the one thing you could do to legitimize a competition is make a tournament. So let's not do that. It doesn't no, make any sense. Like everything has a tournament. It's like the most legitimate thing ever. Yeah, but he doesn't like them. Although honestly, at this point in the wrestling world, are we surprised by this? Because I know I'm not. Every time I hear more things from Vince, I'm looking more forward to him dying. Jesus! <laughs> Good lord! I, I thought you were going to at least say retired. Damn millennial. No, he's <laughs> not going to retire ever. He's going to retire because he's dead. You know, I, I think even Triple H has said that's pretty much how it's going to happen. He needs to die. The guy needs to die. Sorry. Yeah, but you know you know he's going to live to be 150. Or he's going to die tomorrow. It's like oh one or the God. other. If he dies tomorrow, you're going to feel so awful. I know I won't, because I'll be fucking the man. I'm gonna All right, start number, number seven. <laughs> number seven. I predict the start... freaking future. <laughs> All right, so we, we got an awesome match between Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins on Raw, with the stipulation being that if Dean won, he'd be added to the Payback main event. And as soon as they announced that, I knew exactly where they were going. Make it a fatal four-way to eliminate the boring triple threat aspect, which we've seen too much already, and put Ambrose in that title match where he absolutely deserves to be. 
And I don't think he's going to win the title at Payback, but I think he's going to shine to a point where they really keep Ambrose in the main event scene throughout the rest of the summer. He's going to be the reason why the match is good. Other than talking on this show about what happens on Raw, I after I heard the announcement of that triple threat, I was like, why do I watch WWE? Why don't I just watch the pay-per-views and that's it? This got me interested in the show again. Right. Well, Raw, Raw was one of those shows where it was kind of, it was dragging along from the beginning on, even though the New Day random pyramid in the back was hilarious, but it was dragging, dragging, and then this match happened, and after this match, it rolled all the way to the finish on a high note, and that was a good thing. Even though the finish was, you know, the main event was an overbooked mess, but you knew it was going to be, although you don't watch it live, when the main event was starting at, like, 10.55, I'm like, yep, this is going to be completely gimmicked, and I'm okay with that, because I don't want to just see a random match between Orton and Reigns. I want to see Ambrose do something, and he did on Raw, and he also did on SmackDown when they did the contract signing, where he was basically the star of the contract signing. Yeah, they really they pushed Ambrose right to the foreground in this whole situation, which is cool because well, see, here's what I don't understand. I mean, I I get that they're going for a fatal four way. Uh, this was probably the slot where the quote fatal four way pay per view was that one year anyway. But why why can't we just get the triple threat shield match? Why can't we just get that? Because because you because know that's Ray. SummerSlam, bro. <laughs> be, yeah, because we want that, and Randy's like, There's I be need to be some here. terrible storyline. I was really behind the shield all along. No, wasn't it? <laughs> Paul Heyman and CM Punk are the ones that started them. <laughs> Bro, you gotta wear clothes to be in the shield. Oh God! Hey, I wear I wear elbow pads now. Yeah, was that his shield? <laughs> That's his shield. And his, bullet, his bulletproof panties. <laughs> God. <laughs> all right. My um... tattoos are a bulletproof vest. All right, let's do number six. Bulletproof vesticles. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. All right, number six. Number six. So we are getting an Owen Hart documentary, finally. Although Martha does not condone this or support it. Oh, I heard, like, first she was like, cool. And then immediately she was like, uh, no. Yeah, I know. I never said that. I heard it's coming out in the fall. God damn. um bum All right, well... Still. Yeah, this month will mark uh, another year. Yeah. 16 years. But yeah, I'm really excited about this. This is long overdue. Let's get this documentary out and let's get Owen in the Hall of Fame. Because Warrior and Macho are there, so there's no excuse why Owen can't be there now. Number five. Five golden gimmicks. We don't get a name yet, but ooh-ah, Nation, <laughs> as uh, yeah. everybody so... It was, like, cool but awkward, because they, like, it was like a three-minute segment with him backstage, and, and they're just like, like oh, it, yeah, you, that's cool, sign here. He is a guy who well, has did, a contract. And then, and then they did a vignette video, it's like another two minutes, and it's just like, coming soon... <laughs> like who what is his name this is a quick this is a quicker turnaround than they haven't figured uh, it out yet three from last year because like hideo finn and owens like they the first one of them to debut was hideo and that was a good couple months still after the signing this is like he was signed like three weeks ago and he's already on tv that's because they're gonna change his name to ui universe 
<laughs> I think I named the show. Ooh-ah, universe. Good lord. <laughs> All right. Number four. Number four. My note from the Lucha Underground show this week, we had an awesome main event between Johnny Mundo and Alberto El Patron. And as I pointed out on my Facebook timeline, this is a perfect example of how WWE dropped the ball with these guys by not having them be there, the main event stars they could be. They did, they had a friggin' awesome match. And the, the stipulation was that the winner gets to face Hernandez in a new number one contenders match to face Prince Puma. Hooray! Yeah, Pat's like, I don't watch this show. I'm, yeah, I'm just listening. They're you all just should. words to me. You should. Yeah, yeah. They they've been having these really awesome promos where they keep meeting in the dirty locker room backstage and just confronting each other about how yeah we've met before, but I've kicked your ass in the past, so I can beat you again. No, you can't. I'm a changed man, and they're coming off as way better characters than you know peasant and. What was what was Morrison's big thing? Calling Ziggler Mr. Ziggles? Like Yeah. <laughs> or just being Jim Morrison but not talking. They're like, You look like Jim Morrison, so just don't talk. <laughs> yeah, so this one they set it up by both running into Quato's office and demanding Wait, has, has he teamed with someone and have they been called the Lucha Doors yet? No. No. Oh no. My God. No. Jesus. Come on. <laughs> Luchadors. All right. Number three. Remember when I had a team with Zack Ryder in the one game and they were riders on the storm? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I remember the born Yoshi riders. Oh, God. Born Yoshitatsu and Zack Ryder. So many teams. Then there, oh, God. There was Undertaker and Evan Born, Stillborn. <laughs> oh, God. All right. That's a good one. <laughs> and number three. Oh, yeah. Number three. Um, this week on NXT, they did two sit-down interview segments with Michael Cole. One was with Kevin Owens, and one was with Sami Zayn. And they were just really friggin' good, because they were human-driven. There was nothing overly gimmick about them. Owens just shit on Cole the entire time, and at the end he's like, I respect you and the work you do. You do a great job. You do a great job on Mondays. (laughs) I respect you, Booker Man. (laughs) That was really funny. Because he just shit on him the entire time. Yeah, it was it was great. <laughs> what about uh, A-Rai? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're not going to see me anymore. Like, or, or is that your number one? No, that's, A-Rai <laughs> didn't number, make the list. Number. Well, A-Rai, A-Rai's hurt, Atami's hurt, and Sami Zayn's hurt. But we're going to talk a little bit more about Sami Zayn in number two. Number yeah, two. Pro actually do stuff yes. again. Sami Zayn did get hurt this week, but he played through the pain and had a friggin' awesome match with John Cena. Yeah. And they built it up, they hyped it up perfectly, they had Bret Hart come out, they did the hilarious segment with Heath Slater, and he got knocked out, and then out came Sami Zayn, and they just had a friggin' terrific match, probably one of Cena's best TV matches in a long time. Uh, that's kind of tough to say, though, because a lot of them have been very good lately. 
Well, yeah, Cena's been having his best TV matches since he did the U.S. Open Challenge. But also look at who has faced him. Cody Rhodes, R-Truth, you know, guys who are good workers. I wouldn't even say best TV matches. These are some of the best matches I think he's had in general. I mean, when when you rule out, like, you know... I mean, there were matches yeah, with Punk the, that were great and Edge, but I think these are up there with those, some of them. Right, and that's just it. Like, I feel like Cena is just having a blast right now because he doesn't have that same pressure of being in the main event storyline, so he doesn't need a huge storyline, and he doesn't even need to be all over the place for the Rusev thing because Rusev's carrying it right now. So screw it. Let's have these open challenges for the U.S. title. I'll say a couple of words but then I'm going to have an awesome match with anybody who wants to come out and challenge. Well, and I also don't get if this is the psychology behind it, because part of it, the one thing that kind of bothered me a bit, and then I rationalized it, is everybody's kicking out of the AA at least once now, but it's an older John Cena, so I guess I could buy that too. But that's a good way to transition it. Right. To start making it so people start kicking out of your finisher. And they've done that with lots of people. Angle Slam. Although Angle Slam is every match. Doesn't even count as a finisher anymore. Well, we'll talk about that in a sec. But first, let's talk about my number one favorite thing in wrestling this week. Number one! And that would be the ESPN E60 special on NXT that aired Wednesday night. It was mostly a chronicle on Adam Rose with the tribulations he went through as Leo Kruger was not getting over. And he's dealing with these issues at home. A son who's got a... A disability that's very difficult for him. His son's a bunny. Yeah. Very difficult. And how he basically came up with the Adam Rose character as sort of a last resort, and he hit it out of the ballpark, and it got over his first night in NXT, and everybody loved it. Um, It also focused on Corey Graves and how his injury kind of ended his career, but he was able to hold up on that actually get into the announcing job, and that pretty much saved everything. It was a really, really, really cool special. And there was a bit about Xavier Woods, too. Oh, yeah, well, Xavier Woods going for his PhD. And about how his transition to the main roster. It was it was really, really good. It was really good stuff. Um, we had discussion about it in the group. I know that Image has always been pretty vocal against stuff that breaks kayfabe. Totally see his point of view. I agree with him. From a personal level, though, I like seeing stuff like this just because I'm into the behind-the-scenes stuff. We kind of talked about in the group, like, you know, it's like watching a magician reveal his magic secrets. Well, I kind of like seeing that, too. It's just that when it comes time to just watch the show, I still don't... I have no problem at all just letting myself get immersed in the fantasy. Like, I, I'll i watch a movie like, say, Jurassic Park a million times in my life. And I know all the back, the backstage stuff. I've seen all the backstage pictures. I've seen the animatronics in motion. I've seen all that stuff. But when I put on the movie, I immerse myself in that world. Biggest takeaway I took from this is that NXT superstars love to fuck because they all had another kid <laughs> during the production of this. Not Woods. No, but I don't think Woods even has a wife. Corey, Corey Graves and freaking Adam Rose both kids. got another kid during this, <laughs> between when they started filming this and when it came whoa, out. Whoa, oh, whoa. It's party time all the time. But um, I'm guessing, from the sounds of it, it sounds like it was as good as the Scott Hall one, which was 
a very good watch. It's got all ESPN awesome. puts on great stuff, whether it's E60 or 30 for 30s. They're all top notch, even if you don't really care about the subject matter. It's like still worth a watch. Yeah, good stuff. It was really good. If you guys got a chance to check it out, by all means, check it out. Now, Pat, I believe you have something you want to talk about. Do I? Involving, involving MVP. Oh, all I know is he dropped the N-bomb. I really don't know any more than that. Oh, okay. Well. I, I want to drop the N-bomb for years. Take care of all of the N's at the same time. You did. Uh, yeah. Right in front of Booker T. Yeah, you and, did. When talking to John Cena, Booker T was right there. No, no, I actually have a bomb called the N-bomb. We're working on in technology. Oh. All N's. Like from the alphabet? No. All well, ends. So would you just be Vice? <laughs> Vice McMahon. No, there'd be no N. Vice McMahon. There would only be half of Siobhan left. McMayho. Vice McMayho. <laughs> there would only be 40% of Siobhan left. I would be Da Peck. <laughs> Da, da, da. Or die yield. <laughs> I wouldn't be affected at all, because well, there are no N's in my first, last, or middle name. My name would finally go back to normal, because there'd be no N. There'd be no Pantrick. No, no more Pantrick. We can't have that. Can't wow. have that. So, yeah, um, I guess, I don't know. If, if it's just because it was live and he wasn't thinking, or if no, he said screw it, it and was, just it was that thing where he's he's on the side of if you're they're using the term thug as a term to mean um the n bomb essentially, which I don't get because thug has referred to things like you know uh, henchmen of that Spider Man would beat up as well. Yeah, so. he beats up thugs. Yeah, but we're gonna make it racist because why not? Because we're impact and we don't care. Yeah, bunch of T's. We might pop a a rating, and then maybe we stay on TV. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Unfortunately, when you're live and people and people hear, he said the N word. Show's over. No one can tune in anymore. That's why I burn uh, lowercase T's in people's front yards for Doug. God damn! <laughs> All right, troll truth. <laughs> oh jeez! All right. <laughs> Well, More assholes, okay. Yeah. Um, lots of trolls on the internet. A lot of people very opinionated about things. And uh, Vince Russo decided that he was going to write a whole article about how Sami Zayn might be a great wrestler, but he is certainly not a star. And this was written and based off of his one match on Raw against John Cena. And I took this to be pretty stupid, mostly because I saw people agreeing with it. Guys, you don't become a star after one match. You can have the potential to be a star, but you're not a star after one match. And you can't just be yeah. like, oh, this guy isn't going to be a star because of his one match. No, it doesn't work like that. that that's, um, no, that's crazy. I, I know a person who would do that, um, but I... I I don't get how you could say, based off of one match, a guy will or will not ever be a star. I mean... And, and how do you say that when you're Vince Russo and you've you know actually written television, not the garbage that killed WCW, but the Attitude Era stuff? 
right where you accentuated the you know the positives on on a roster that honestly was not as wrestling heavy as the one is now or at least it wasn't as focused on but I mean, Eric Bischoff said Stone Cold Steve Austin could never be a star. And, you know, he yeah, saw Russell more in one match. Yeah. Well, look at all the powers that be that said Daniel Bryan was never going to be a star. Well, he's, he's going to no, retire anyway, man. He's vanilla. He's got no personality. Yeah, he's injury prone. Including the current people that are in charge are still saying that somehow, somewhat. Yeah. Is John Laurinaitis still involved with the with that part of the show? Oh I my was... god, when we saw, I saw him on the freaking NXT thing, but he didn't oh, yeah. talk. I was, <laughs> I was like, I oh, saw dude. that too. I was like, oh, there's Dan's favorite wrestler of all time. Man, they're going to bring Daniel Johnny's. Bryan back, and he's going to be on Superstars. It's going to be terrible. Well, he's a superstar. He's going to manage Bree. <laughs> Actually, um,. I didn't mention this at all, but they announced that the four main hosts and trainers of this new Tough Enough are going to be Hulk Hogan, Chris Jericho, Daniel Bryan, and Paige. If that's not a reason enough to tune in... And Jericho's going to be the Steve Austin. Yeah. Unlike last the last Tough Enough they did, where I liked three-fourths of the trainers involved. Oh, I want to see Hogan teach people to do the body slam. <laughs> but he can't. <laughs> Hogan's just going to be sitting the whole time yelling at people. Can't do it like that, brother. Hogan should be the host instead Can of Jericho. Jericho should be training people. That's what I said, too. He's just going to stand by the ring ropes, and he's going to be like, let me tell you something, brother. And the guy's going like real the close eight, to tell the eight contestants to mark out well, like, for him. I'm watching, um, I rewatched the first season of Tough Enough, and I'm watching the second one now, and they're down to like six or seven people left. And... I'm seeing the dynamic between the Austin version and the old version, and I feel like it's going to be kind of the same thing with this. When they cut somebody in this version, it was kind of like Al Snow was very quiet about it, like, you're you're just not progressing in a level we want you to. I'm very sorry, but you're cut. Whereas Steve Austin was like, you ain't got passion for this. Get the fuck out. Hey, Al Snow, you got no damn character. Get off my show. You don't know how to fold your laundry. (laughs) You left the damn dryer sheets in the dryer. (laughs) <laughs> did he clean like, out the lint filter uh, uh. <laughs> can we please get that quote now if you don't mind didn't hell clean son it. you didn't clean the damn lint filter and you, you forgot the end part and that's the bottom line cause Stonefold said so thank you Stonefold we, we might be hearing from you again very soon yeah, but yeah probably. <clears throat> the Sammy Zayn thing really pissed me off. And the worst part is I saw somebody defending this comment and was saying, like, he's just not a star like Neville is. Like, Neville's a star. And I wanted to be like, are you kidding me? What's Neville a star? You can't hardly understand him talk. How how do you note him being a star and Zayn not being? Because oh, they've had five matches and Zayn has had one. Has one. Yeah, that makes sense. So give me a break he's, with this crap. He, he is far more qualified to be a Hall of Famer than Sami Zayn is right now. Jeez. Based on body so, yeah. of work. <laughs> so yeah, don't... I, buying into crap like that, it makes you sound ignorant. It's what it makes you sound like. Don't buy into Have that Have you ever stuff. heard of the words low sample size? Well, unfortunately, there are trolls all over the internet, and you know oh, what? Yeah. Some of them have access. I don't Guess know what, how they have guys? access. A couple of days ago, they released uh, some some hot picks. 
of Paige working out. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. It's pretty good stuff. I mean, there's porn out there, but this is Paige. <laughs> it's pretty good. So we're looking at the comments on the post about this. Oh, boy. This is going to be good. Overtly sexual comment about getting familiar with Paige's Gentalia? Gentalia? Yeah, they were going really well, and then they spelled Gentalia wrong. Gentalia. Oh, I want to see Gentalia debut on that's NXT. A, that sounds like Gentalia sounds like a forgotten Star Trek planet. Jennifer Talia. <laughs> Set course for Gentalia. Aye, aye, Captain. Engage. Make it so. Okay, this next one is the same person. Uh, two <laughs> comments in a row. Give it they up. Fu- they fucked up the first comment. But guess what? They fucked up their second comment, too. So oh, here man. we go. Nice pig. <laughs> okay. So they tried to make up for it with, wow, Paige Nick. <laughs> Forgetting the E on nice. <laughs> wow. Did they spell Paige correctly that time? Yes. They, well, it's not capitalized, so... So no. Buried. You know. <laughs> No, go away. It's not time for you yet. I like Pays. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. P-A-Z-E. I like Pays. Nikki Vella, WWE. <laughs> Thanks. Nick- Nikki Vella. All one word, by the way. Nikki, Nikki Vella. Vella. WWE. Ah, uh, it's a Nikki Vella. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite Tupac album. <laughs> Nikki Vella. And our last... And our last comment, my lovely sweatheart, you are so cute. Well, she is working out, so she might be his sweatheart. Was there a a question, Mark? Yes, you are so cute. (laughs) He's asking his sweatheart if she's cute. That's amazing. (laughs) That's Lord. Trolls are amazing, aren't they? Post-workout, you're my sweatheart. You are so cute. You are so cute. Let's do this. All right, guys. I'll see you on Sunday. (laughs) It is time for my favorite part of the show. It is time to play points or... Nah. No, it's not points or nah. It's points or... Buried or, or folded. Depending on how bad your entry is. Uh, this entry came from Chris Wright. Now, in the past, we opened up the Kayfabe Cafe, and we asked you guys to come up with items on oh, the menu. Well, you're pronouncing it wrong. I'm gonna, I got to fandango you on this. Uh, the Kafabe Cafe? Thank you. Uh, Mike, here's my thing. Uh, why was there a game this week? I banned everyone. Oh, yeah. Arbitrary rules are arbitrary. You know that. Well, that was e- that was easy. Next segment. <laughs> well, that's oh, the end, that's of, the end of the show. Right? We'll see you next week for a two-year anniversary. Yeah, thanks. Mailing right. it in. <laughs> so, um, Chris Wright had a different idea. Rather than just open up the ca- the Cafave Cafe and come up with the menu items, why don't we just let these guys open up their own restaurants? And these are the Isn't results. A franchise. Yeah, we're going to franchise. Oh, my God. There, if there's no Shane Douglas entry, you all failed. 
Well, I never mentioned franchise, so... Oh, okay. All right. So, here are the new eateries opening up down the Kafabe Lane. In the middle we have of the, a road now? In, in the middle of the big Kafabe eatery section. No, the Kafabe Mall. These could be what might what's in the food court, maybe. Where is the mall? You know, oh, the Kafabe you know, Court? The Kafabe you know, Court. Uh, late last year, we, we moved headquarters, so... <laughs> so. We did. <laughs> yeah. Certainly so did. I wonder where the mall's going to be. Oh, whatever. Anyway, All right, guys. time. Yes, here are your restaurants. Our first restaurant is Brodus Clay's Funkasaurus Rex Burgers. Hyped all to hell, but the actual payoff is a giant disappointment. Oh. That's like Pasta Mania. It's going to be gone within a year. Well, well Pasta, Pasta Mania was the inspiration for this game, too. Let's, you know what? Let's go ahead and give that points. Let's give it points. Okay. Points to Dylan Mewshaw. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right. Our next eatery is R. Vince's Treehouse. <laughs> we specialize in fried chicken, watermelon, and grape soda. How else would we keep them hanging around? Oh. <laughs> wow. And, and also holding a holding a whole other class. Uh, you're, God, Reese's Vince must own McDonald's. Can, they target black people. Uh, so let's begin with the racist points. Yes. All right. So you Which get are some... zero. Okay. But regular points as well. All right. Regular plus racist points to Glenn Kukin. So zero plus 100, right? Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, I also would like to point out that I actually do enjoy fried chicken, watermelon, and grape soda, although I've never had them at the same time. No, this, it is a, that would be a uh, weird meal. I don't know if I could do that. All right. Next up is Draws's. You you would enjoy our half end meal. Jesus. All right. Next Siobhan up is, does. Anyway. Yes, he does. Next up is Draws's Meals on Wheels delivery. Oh. Uh, your own personal Grubhub service. Oh man. But Meals on Wheels thing. You just volunteer for it, and it would be Draws's Meals on Wheels. <laughs> you know. Hmm. I'm going to give you points. I thought Dan was going to ruin that for a second on you. You can All use right. that tank he's got. That you see that thing? Of course. I know can. his thing is amazing. He that looks like sh- what, like Shredder in New Ninja Turtles, where he's just like in this giant mech suit, wheelchair yeah, that, mech suit. That was Mike Simsack's entry. Of course. What else would it be? It's a wheelchair joke. Oh, and I wanted to point out a while ago, I made a Photoshop picture of Wade Barrett's face on. Doctor Who, and in the background I put the TARDIS, and then I put a Dalek, but I put Draws's face on it, and I took a lot of heat for that. <laughs> Apparently nobody thought the Draws like was funny, so I re-edited it so it was just Barrett. Wow. Which Doctor did you put him on? Eleven. He was uh, the most recent Doctor at the time. I would have put him on nine. It would have worked better probably. I don't understand any of this. <laughs> Sorry. All right. It's okay. Next we have. Hey, man's opinion pizza <laughs> serving frozen cheese pizza and comes with an avatar sippy cup. <laughs> well, you got me with the avatar <laughs> sippy cup. 
Uh, do you have to drink it through the ponytail? Oh, yeah, no, Jake Sully. <laughs> yeah, you get points. That was Matt awesome. Oh, God. Uh, opinion pizza, man. Just keep it frozen. <laughs> you can't watch it get cooked, though. Why would I want to watch it? If it's not hot, if it's cool, you'll get sick. And then you won't be able to see Stevie at Applebee's. Of course. Oh, he, he's not he there, by there, the way. Right. Yeah, he wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there, by the way. Confirmed. Yes. All right. Next we have Jeff Hardy's House of Flame. Everything's so flame-broiled, you won't believe your eyeballs painted on your eyeballs. <laughs> okay, that's fantastic. <laughs> Is he serving up dog? <laughs> and aluminum? My house? My house of flame? My shoes? <laughs> my aluminumies? Yeah, let's give that points. Hey, that was Matt Hardman's entry. Uh, good job. Nobody's gotten buried so far. And that's not foreshadowing. I promise. I like how eyeballs on your eyeballs has become a thing, a consistent thing. <laughs> that do you remember that gif with the uh, where nothing's moving and he closes the eyes and opens he the cl- eyes. He opens and closes his eyes. And then there's a the freaky one with Ken Anderson where his face just moves. <laughs> yes. I, those things freaked me out so bad and I still have them. Those were, oh, those were from when TNA was good for like 3 months. Oh yeah, the 3 month TNA period where we yeah, all started like, watching like it again. 2 months after we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because you were reviewing Impact on a regular basis, and then you're like, I don't want to do this anymore, and you so just stopped. It was so good for a while. It really was. Oh, well. It was right, right around when Bully Ray said he was the leader of Aces and Eights. That's when it was good for a few months. Bully? Are you having a bully day? Uh, I'm still having a bully day. All right. Here's our next restaurant. Pat Patterson and Darren Young's All-You-Can-Eat Sausage Fest Family Restaurant Home of the mayonnaise-filled hot dog surprise. Oh, my God. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's cringies, right? That's so. the... the yeah, you, <laughs> congratulations, you won an award at the cringies. Uh, you got cringe points and regular points. So one oh, fitty. one fitty. Oh, th- thank you, Patrick. Yeah. Thank you. Have you Matthew played Wipeout HD yet? <laughs> HD. I can't wait to go to Nathan Jones' nipple hub. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now we have Coco Beware's Chicken Hut. The secret ingredient ain't chicken. No points. Oh. Stop going to the well, Dens. That's not Dens. Oh, wow. Stop going to Dens' well. (laughs) Stop going to Dens' can't well. Oh, come on. We haven't gotten there yet. All right. Sorry, Taylor Chadwick. Nice try, though. Okay, next we have Roman Reigns Clam Chowder Hut. It's a little salty, but it'll make you say, ooh, ah. Of course that gets points. God damn. It's salty. So wait, it's made of cum, but it makes you cum? I don't know. <laughs> You've analyzed that too much. It just, it, it, apparently it tastes so good, baby girl, that it just <laughs> makes you say, Ooh, ah. Is so Renee, are you faking it? Renee you hear that where it's so hot that you just burned your tongue and that's what you say. All right. That was Joe Pelaya's entry. This is disgusting. 
Yeah, Joe Kalaya points for being disgusting. Joe Kalaya gets Joe Kalaya points. <laughs> That's what it sounded like when you're Joe like Kalaya, Joe Kalaya. Joe Kalaya points. Yes. Joe Kalaya points. All right. Next, we have Jerry Lawler's Heart Attack Cafe, complete with kids' play place. <laughs> wow. She's just a double Jerry Lawler joke. <laughs> yeah, it's two for the price of one, so you you get points because you. You, not only if, if one wasn't funny, the other one picked up for it. They were both funny. There you go. Good job, Ellis Holmes, points leader. Oh, that's the Jerry Lawler guy. He, he is. He's the, just like Denz is the Coco Beware guy. All right. Next we have Val Venus and Ryan Shamrock's Cream Pies and Shakes, all mixed with a special ingredient. <laughs> God, Ryan Shamrock, jeez. Is this special ingredient weed or guns? <laughs> but I had to specify there was a Valvina's laugh at the end of this. Both? <laughs> I could taste the gun. You can really taste the mountain goat. Let's give that points. All right. Good That's... job. Good job, Chef. I feel bad. One person has not welled so far this week. Only one. Hold on. We're not done yet. Next we have Batista's House of Cards and Coffee. Don't like the coffee? It came with a deck of cards. I don't get that. I unfortunately did not get it either. I was kind of hoping you would. No, is that like some henchman James Bond reference that I'm not getting? No, because it hasn't aired yet. <laughs> is, is Batista in House of Cards? I don't understand. I don't understand. Um... I feel kind of bad because this is a good this is a good person who submitted this one, but hell, son, he's gonna get folded. Adrian Cotton got folded. <laughs> what should be like? Cotton it's obvious. Folded. The reference is obvious. It's yeah. this. I'm sure somebody will point it out if they you get it. Idiots. No, Adrian's a good sport. Adrian's a really good sport. He's one of our yeah. good listeners. So we shouldn't start a podcast since it's absolutely perfect with no errors or. <laughs> oh ums. my god. <laughs> Holy crap! Worst advice ever. All right, let's. Uh... I had to shoot straight on that one. I was like, no, I can't let him get away with. I was like, this. I'm hoping somebody else will say something because yeah. I didn't don't. You, didn't you message us and you were like, I really didn't want to be mean, but I really had to be mean. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. All right, guys, we're at the biggie countdown now. I, we only have five was, entries left. I was Patrick Cant nice. Um. Uh. uh... Yeah. Edit that, bitch. Okay, hey, go right. ahead, Pat. That's edit that job. out. Um, uh, um, uh, 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 uh,
All right. No points to Andrew Whitaker. Next. Glacier's classic soft serve ice cream truck, and it plays his WCW theme song over and over again. So there's a truck driving around this in this mall, this this food court. <laughs> there is now. Well, to be fair, I established this was a food court after the game was posted. <laughs> Blood runs cold. Um, no points. Uh, so I guess he uh, the the uh, streak of welling has come to an end. Oh no! <laughs> Leave the wells alone. Leave the well. Oh god. Oh man. Do you remember when somebody flipped out about that? Where they're like, you cannot do this stupid video. His theme song has to be his entrance theme, and there's nothing else to it. It's like, okay, they're just trying to make a little hype video. It was somebody like Vince Russo, too, who flipped out. Like, all right, guys, just calm down. Calm down. They're just making a little hype video. He retired. They're making a big deal out of it. Relax. I don't even remember any of that. Wow. Yeah, well, people are stupid, but we knew that. Everybody knew that. All right, next up we have... John Nord's Longhorn Steak. Huss, 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 huss. Am I supposed to be getting something? <laughs> yes, he's the berserker. Yeah, he's the berserker. That was his thing. Huss, huss, oh, huss, okay. Huss. Okay. It threw me off for a second there. So, Because uh, you didn't me... know him as John Nord, right? Yes. You never knew him as John Nord? Well, I did not. You are a John bad Nord. fan. Patrick is no longer part of the show. <laughs> You got John Nord. He was a Bible thumper then. So I say no points, but since I didn't get the reference and y'all did. You want to let Dan give the points then? Yeah. I will give it points. All right. Points to Dan Dahl from Dan Peck. That's the, that's the Dan's looking out for each other right there is what that is. Pat's a bad fan, like I said. He's, he'll They're be no- working in dandum. Pat almost made it two years on the show. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, Booker T's Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. They serve Chinese food, priding themselves on their cooked duck. That's almost explaining way too much to even bother getting points. (laughs) So what happens? Hell, son's going to get folded and buried. Oh. Oh. At least it's nice and neatly folded first. Yeah, before you bury it. That's respectful. Yeah. Paul Henry Schultz. No points. And your final entry, your final restaurant is Randy Orton's Slow Cooker. We guarantee you'll (laughs) love our food because by the time you get it, you'll be starving. I'm going to put (laughs) this chicken on the rotisserie. Oh my god, this is awesome. <laughs> like those like they're cooking a brisket and you're supposed to like cook it overnight, but they like forget about it every day, so they start it in the morning, so it's only ready in time for like the last ten minutes of the day. <laughs> right. His restaurant so there's like twenty pounds of brisket ready to go in the last ten minutes. Yeah, his restaurant opens at ten in the morning, but you can't get any food till like seven at night. <laughs> I'm gonna give that points. That's awesome. That's Jason Shin's entry. The last one, of course, because dedication. He sets his alarm so he can play the game. How many entries were there? Uh, 
did, did I like how many got points or how many no, totals? No, in, I don't, in general. Uh, in to- total. I, don't. I was trying to think what what sloppy number Jason Shin is. Oh, you know, they're sloppy seconds. He's like sloppy twenty fifths at this point because like, it was his entry. <laughs> yeah, he really he finally was. penetrated the game. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right, guys, let's do the recap so you guys can choose your winner. Well, a lot of things got. Oh points. my God! I, yeah, I think I know my winner points. without doing a recap. Oh, what, what, what are you feeling? I, I'm saying eyeballs on my eyeballs. Eyeballs on my. I had a feeling you like that one the best. <laughs> Yeah, that's the winner. All right, then. So, Matt Hardman, you are the winner with eyeballs on my eyeballs. Jeff Hardy's House of Flame. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to order food from there, because I'd be afraid of what oh, the, like, there's the like mystery meat actually Two is. of the restaurants would be places I would go to. So. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to go to Roman Reigns' Clam Chowder Hut? No, because I think there's jizz. Or, 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 Pat, or, or Patterson and D. Young serving up the Mayday-filled hot dog surprise. Um, I might order a different sausage uh, (laughs) nope that's all we have it's a sausage festival with only one type of sausage i would i would check out i would check out the treehouse but then i'd probably leave when i saw the interior decor and then i would i would probably go to the velvina's place to to tell whether or not it was weed or guns in my food (laughs) i'd be all about the heart attack cafe not the I, play place, though. I go to Randy Orton's slow cooker, and you, you're in line all day waiting. You're like, does this line ever move? <laughs> I'm pressing the button on the register to just confirm imagine, you just your imagine selection. After the waiter takes your order, it's just like, your food, your food will be out in three hours. <laughs> you're the waiter. You're the one waiting. <laughs> It's like one thing on the menu, but you gotta wait three hours. New, new definition to the word waiter. And the next time you see him, he's randomly wearing elbow pads. Or he comes back with that different haircut where he gets like his summer haircut and just shaves his whole head. Or when he, he just comes back one time and suddenly he has just just covered in tattoos instead of having a couple. <laughs> what happened to you? You look like your neck looks like a stack of dimes. Remember that after Vince berated him for being injured after he tore both of his quads in the same year? It was like five months after his double quad tear, and Orton came back to cut a promo, and Vince was like, I'm going to make fun of you because you lost weight. Because he couldn't work out? Or when Chris Masters lost weight and they had to bring that up, too? Of course they did. Cause... You feel a drug test, now you're not as big anymore. Let's make fun of you on TV. <laughs> oh, guys. Because I don't have to take drug tests. That was episode 101. It's a short one. We haven't even hit an hour yet. We were yeah. pretty fast. But here's the deal. We're gonna, we're making up for that because last week was two and a half hours. 240. And, <laughs> and ne- next week is going to be the two-year anniversary special with the return of WrestlePeace Theater. So it's going to be a long show. we got to be, look, be we gotta start looking for some fan fiction. Yeah. Um, and as I said, if you guys find anything that you want us to read... By all means, let us know. We'll check. Won't do it. I mean, yeah. Oh, come on, Patrick. (laughs) So mean. Well, until next week, then enjoy your short episode now because next week will be another long one. (laughs) Ooh! uh...